Hey guys, it's Harry here from What's Life About, and welcome to the WLA podcast. We ask a simple question, what's life about, to help understand what's important to people and why. Each week we upload a new episode to Facebook about a new person and their answer to that question. We created the podcast so that you can listen to the audio from the full, uncut interviews after each episode is released. This week we hit double figures with episode 10 featuring Sasha. At 28, it's safe to say he's lived an exciting life so far, travelling around the world, building a big network of friends from all over, and currently CEO of youth organisation, The Reach Foundation. This is his answer to what's life about. Okay. (laughs) What's life about? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I know any. I, I don't know right now. I think I always thought I knew what life was about, mm. but I don't know if I have an answer to that. Mm. Um, and that that's confusing. Um, it, it's it's scary, but um, also it's it, it's exciting because I think I'm trying to redefine what that's about. Yeah. What did you used to think it was? Um, so I'm going to be 30 next year, and I thought that um, it was about um, ticking boxes, probably. And as much as I used to say that I wasn't a box ticker, I have been. So um, it's been about accomplishments and uh, from, from a career perspective of how fast I'm climbing up a ladder. Um, I always thought that by 30 I'd be married, I'd have children, um, and I'm nowhere near close to that. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I thought maybe I'd have a house, I'd have a lot of savings and I don't have any of that. So, um, but, but it, it was, it was very much about achieving. I think life to me was about how do I tick as many boxes and achieve. So I'm, I'm doing stuff and I'm doing things. Um, and, and I think I've achieved a lot and I'm really proud of myself and I'm really grateful for a lot of the things that I have been able to tick off my box, like tick boxes too. But, um, but I, I think I also realize now that it's actually, that's not, that's not everything, um, in life. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, a, now I'm trying to work out and understand what might it actually be. So what's it like being in that space of not knowing? Um, in terms of like, should I just wait for the winter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to double check this as well. Yeah, it's, like, it's very windy. Can you please pass me a bottle of water as well? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Come on, wind. The advantage is that your jacket will actually protect oh. it. All right. Awesome. Um, all right. Do you want to just keep going? Yeah. So if if, if you had all these boxes that you thought you would yeah. have ticked, and you haven't, and so now you're reevaluating what the boxes should be, how does it feel to be in that space? Yeah. Um, so I think kind of now now realizing that um, you know it's not just about ticking boxes 
and, and if, I, if I'm honest, I think I knew that a long time ago, but I was probably um, still going through life ticking boxes. Mm. Uh, but, but now I think it's, a, it's, I know that that's not the most important thing. Mm. Um, so there is a whole lot of, um, it feels like a time that I'm just up against a brick wall because I don't know what's on the other side of it. Mm. Um, so then I feel really trapped at times. Like it's, um, and there's, there's a feeling of, um, I just, I feel really boxed in mm-hmm. because I don't know what's on the other side of that um, brick wall. Um, but, but I know that there is something there. So um, I, I'm like, I, I, I just want to see what's on the other <laughs> side of it. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know what it is. So uh, at times it's frustrating and I'm, I'm bored. I actually think it's, it's quite boring sometimes, just not knowing what, what that is. And, and also there's a bit of a, sometimes I ask myself, and it's probably amplified by people around me. Um, I ask myself as to why why am I questioning it all? Like I'm so privileged and I'm so lucky to have the life that I have and to have achieved the things that I've achieved and experienced. So mm. why actually question that? Mm. And um, yes, yeah. you know, there's, there's definitely moments of sometimes they go, is life actually just easier when you stop thinking about what's on the other side? Mm of that brick wall and because the the other side of that is it's really difficult to stay present yeah. sometimes yeah. Um, because I'm always thinking about well what 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 is next and yeah. what's what um, not not just in terms of things that I want to do um, or achieve but if I'm you know I'm searching for like I'm yearning for mm. something and it's not in my present and so mm. therefore I'm not here like I'm uh, I feel very um disassociated from from my present my current reality yeah when was the last time that you felt like you landed on the other side of a brick wall um i i the last time i i felt like i was on the other side of that brick wall i i I remember that vividly um i um trekked the lara pinta with some friends and um we woke up really early like two o'clock in the morning to climb up Mount Sonda and to, to watch the sunrise. And um, I had a pretty tumultuous couple of months before that. And um, where basically I felt like my world got turned upside down. Mm. And um, it was this just this moment of sitting in, in stillness and watching the sun kind of engulf our surrounding. And I just felt... It was it was really healing, um, but but I also felt like as the sun w- was rising, as tacky as the sounds, like I felt like it was a new day. Like I, um, and metaphorically in my life, it was like this is a new a, a new chapter for me, and it was time to um, reconcile what had happened to me and let go of it. Um, yeah, so it, it, it was just one of the most healing moments and experiences. And, and probably that was the start of me realising that life isn't about ticking those boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. that was probably that moment. Do you, do you often like, place yourselves in, yourself in positions like that in nature <laughs> to have spaces like that? Yeah. Um, so I never put myself in nature. So I think part of why that experience was so profound mm. was, was because it was actually so out of my, my norm. Mm. But um, I mean, this spot here, so when I used to live in Sydney, 
Um, I mean, we are in very much built up eastern suburbs, Sydney, but when I used to live here and when I'd have moments of just feeling really stressed or overwhelmed or anxious, um, this was like my spot where I'd walk out to and um, at the end of the day, the way that the sun kind of lands in the water, it was always my, my spot to kind of sit on this ledge with my, you know, my feet dangling off and um, like that, that was probably it for me, but um, the, the trek in Lara Pinta was probably the first experience where I really immersed myself in in nature. I'm, like, I feel like I'm such a cliche sometimes. Like I am a big city boy <laughs> and I love that. Like I love that. Um, I'm very much in my comfort zone in, in, in that space, but I definitely think that there's almost a detriment to it when I don't just get to connect to nature and, and to ground myself. Yeah. What's outside your comfort zone at the moment? Oh, um, <laughs> there's so much outside of my comfort zone at the moment. I think um, um, I really want to fall in love again. And if I'm honest, I don't think I let myself. Um, why? Um, I, um, um, I think it's something that I want so much. Like, actually, if there's anything in my life that I want more, it's it's falling in love. It's not um, about my career or the things that I can acquire. It, it like that that. That's the thing that I go like my, my like I feel that my body needs that like I I need that but it's also I think like it's the if I don't what if I don't like I, I don't actually I don't know what life's about if you don't have that so um, I went to one of my best friends um, Nono died a few weeks ago and I went to the funeral and I was thinking about her nonna who was sitting there and they'd been together their whole life and built this family and thing together and I, I was like like it was heartbreaking to see her um and just wonder what what's life about for her now when mm. she's lost her partner of like decades like mm. it's been the majority of her life has been with her soulmate and I, I can't think of anything more excruciating than losing that but also how beautiful is that that you can spend your whole life and love some like that that someone is your whole life Mm. and I think there's a part of me that's so afraid of what if I never get that like yeah what 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 is my life if I don't ever have that and so um maybe the fear in, in in trying to chase it or seek it or accept it is, is to almost like not let myself get hurt or not let myself be disappointed. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, I was just thinking, I've actually been thinking a lot about my friend's Nonna in the last few weeks and yeah. just what what's life like for her now um, at this stage of her life. And, um, and maybe it's really masochistic, but I think that there's nothing more tragic but nothing more beautiful to like hurt because the person you love more than life itself isn't there anymore but like that's just beautiful and there's a huge part of me that just craves to have that type of love in my life is that true for you with anyone is there anyone (laughs) 
that is love that you crave isn't there anymore um I think there was, and I there, there there was, and I realized it wasn't the right person. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. So 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 yeah, it wasn't the right person, and um, it was, how did you know that? Um, like, I think it was just a moment of um, realizing that it wasn't reciprocal and I probably knew that in my heart of hearts and maybe it was safer to, um, it, it, yeah, it was probably safer to think that um, that's what I was holding out for, that's mm. what I was waiting for um, and therefore wasn't looking for it anywhere else. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I go back to like that sunrise in Mount Sonder, like, it, you know, I think that was a... Um, like almost a moment in life where multiple things had come together and it was time to make some decisions to move forward in there. So it wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just a, it was just a acceptance and a, and a realization that um, maybe what, what, what I thought was, what I thought that was, um, was actually just protecting me from finding the real thing. Yeah. If you, if you could have anyone here right now to, to ask to do an interview like this with yeah. in your life, who would you want to have a moment like this with um, or need it with? Probably my mum. I think, yeah, I think my mum, she is doing it really tough and, um, but like I think she's had, just had a tough life. Um, yeah, I think I I don't know how easy things have been for my mum. Kind of not not you know my parents separated, and I wouldn't say like that was the start of things being tough when I was younger. But I actually think her whole life has been, um, you know, she's had she's had challenges thrown her way, um, and. And, and don't be wrong. She's also had an amazing life. Like she's experienced, had some you know really rich experiences. Mm. And but I think the challenges that my mum's had. Like she's now sixty, and I think she's. Well, okay, so um, you know, <laughs> what, what's that? Um, I don't. Sometimes I wonder. Like I think I get really scared about being where my mum is in her life right now. And because um, she's such a good person, and she, and I wonder how much love she has in her life. Um, and you know, she's on her own, and that's yeah. I think I think that's probably part of like my fear of not finding. Mm. <laughs> yep, because I I, I, see, I see the I see how hard that is for my mum. Mm. How does she express love? Um, I think, I think it's like, I think, actually stop. How does she make you feel? Uh, um, my mum makes me feel safe. Um, 
like she she she's my protector and you know I'm 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 an, I'm an adult and I know that I'm a, I'm a man but um, my mum is my protector she mm. she and she's she's a fierce protector mm. um, and equally like she frustrates me um, like I get and then what happens then is I, I think I feel really guilty and I get really then I get angry at myself and it's this like vicious cycle and but like actually that anger or that frustration comes from I just want her to to like love life and um, yeah and I think that yeah it's, I, I don't understand oh, well maybe I understand it conceptually but I I find it really hard to make sense of um, why life is so hard for her. Yeah. Because I get, I get all the, you know, the, the challenges, like the day-to-day practical challenges. I, yeah. I get all of that. Um, yeah. Mm. So it's like, I, I think there's a, but I know that that frustration and that anger comes from me probably being afraid of being in that place mm. myself. In a moment over the weekend, mm. you told me about a song that you have on repeat at the moment. Do you remember the name of the song that you have on repeat? From from the track? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> what is it? Um, <laughs> I feel like sharing songs is so personal. <laughs> but um, it's, um, so it's Lovers. <laughs> it's called Lovers by Anna of the North. Mm. And there's a, um, like, I feel it in my body when I hear that song. Like, it, it, it pierces every single part of, of my being when I hear it. Mm. Um, I think there's truth in it, lyrically. Like, it, yeah. um, but it's just the the way I feel when I hear that. It's just, it, it's a, I, I don't know, it, 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 it consumes me. <laughs> um, yeah. mm. And I've got a really bad habit of like when I'm infatuated with a song, like I'll just play it on repeat. Like I could go a whole day just listening to the same song. <laughs> Do you have a new one at the moment? Uh, not, oh, not that I can think of right mm. now. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, music's really important, but I can't, I actually just can't think of yeah, one right now. Hmm. I mean, where to go next? You can take me wherever. <laughs> I feel I feel like you provide spaces like this for people pretty often. Mm. What's it like being on the other side of the <laughs> fence? Oh, it's 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 so. Um, <laughs> um, well, something I actually learnt today from my astrology math is about how secretive I, I can be about um, what's going on for me and, uh, and who I am. And I think I think I'm I'm very expressive and I'm pretty um, I'm pretty authentic. I, I feel like I'm very comfortable in my skin, so you always get me for who who I am. But I probably don't surrender like the depth. 
off myself um, very easily and um, that probably comes to control so I, I like I don't like to not be in control <laughs> um, but also um, therefore it's it's like I'd much rather create those spaces for other people because um, I also feel like I, I get so much from other people people like it, it's it energizes me it nourishes me so so it's not just a well I'm not gonna sit do it do it for myself because I'm scared but it genuinely is a like I, I feel really nourished and full from other people but um, that I, it would be a lie to say that I don't get really scared to drop my guard and to be vulnerable in front of others and to let people hold me how does it feel knowing that you have no control over who sees this? Oh, it's um, it's terrifying. Like the whole time I've been, like in a way, just been thinking about um, how it's interpreted or, um, yeah. <laughs> but but I think at the same time, like, yeah, it's terrifying. But I know. The thing about I've all things that I've been most afraid of my whole life. I've always um, kind of dived into it. Yeah, I don't, I don't scare easily. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, but still nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and, and what would you ask someone if you were holding a conversation like this? Um, I think um, what would I ask? Um, probably who who um who holds you and keeps you safe. I think I, yeah, I'd love to, I, I love hearing from people about who, who the people are in their lives that hold them and nurture them. And, yeah. And would you say that your mum plays that role for you? Um, oh, I think, I, I think she's one of many. Like, I yeah. think I... Um, who comes to mind then when you, when you think about that question? Oh, so um, one of my best friends, Ash, without a doubt, um, she, she is, um, um, you know, a couple of years ago when um, I had a, um, I had a, I had an incident overseas where, um, um, you know, oh, um, I had I had a um, incident overseas where I was extorted. And, um, you know, I didn't know what, I had no idea what life was going to be at that point. Um, I was petrified. Um, it was like genuine fear, like the, the fear that I felt, um, not just in that moment, but um, in the months after it was um, like the darkest fear I've ever experienced. Um, and actually just, um, like I just remember like being numbed by that fear of, um, you know, I hear a glass break and, um, like, 
it took me straight back to that moment. Um, it was really, I was afraid to like walk down a street at night. Um, and, and you know, there were times where I just couldn't sleep because I was afraid to be alone. And um, I would call Ash at sometimes midnight, one o'clock in the morning and just say that I needed um, someone to kind of be with. And she, um, she did that for me. And, um, the um, like it was the time in my life where I had no control and it was probably the first time in my life that that I didn't have that and I felt so safe with Ash like she just um, like I don't know if I'd ever experienced selfless love like that from someone who wasn't your family um, she um yeah, she, she like I, like I will. I don't know how I can ever reconcile just what she did for me. She probably won't ever know what she did for me in that in the months that yeah. followed. Yeah, there's just something in that for me around like you allowing yourself to be loved by someone in that way. And that yeah. sounds like love. Yeah, true, yeah. true love. Oh, like I. Like, Ash and I have two other best friends, Sarah and Liv, and we always say that um, we're each other's soulmates. And that that moment in my life, I always believed it, but that moment moment in my life um, affirmed that in, in, in a way that nothing could have. Um, like, that, that is just pure, deep love that um, it's unrequited. It's, like, it, it's just... And, and like, so as much as I fear not have not getting that love mm. from a partner, I know that I've got that in four other souls that, um, you know, and, and more to be honest. Mm. So I know, I know that I have that, but yeah, I, I'm, I always kind of go, I'm, I'm incredibly lucky to have the people that I do in my life because mm. they, that moment I had no choice, but to let someone love me entirely and, yeah. and they, yeah, I surrendered to it. Mm. Yeah. So what's life about? <laughs> Love, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, which, like, yeah. Yep, it's love. I think that's the... Um, it's the most... It is, it's my everything. Um, and it... From all parts of my life. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Cool. We hope you enjoyed the uncut version of Sasha. Make sure to hit follow and check out our other episodes on Spotify, especially episode 11 featuring Mika. If you haven't already, make sure you follow WLA on Facebook to see each video episode and check out our Instagram and YouTube through the links below. If you want to get involved, just shoot a message to harry.whatslifeabout at gmail.com. Catch you next week.